It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I can't promise Baldy. I can't promise Aditi, and that's because she is joining us right now. Aditi, what's up? There she is. I'm in my brother's childhood bedroom. That's Evander Holyfield back there. That's awesome. (laughs) That's pretty cool. This is like a trip down memory lane. He's got autographs from Grant Hill, Chris Weber, Jerry Stackhouse. Now, how old is your brother? up there. I don't even know who it is. How old is your brother? How old is he now? Yeah. Well, he's in his late 30s now. Don't he's know a dad. how old your brother well, is? Well, here's what I love. Well, I, I love kind of don't want parents... to reveal it because then it, someone could do the math and figure out how old I am. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen I, what I love about that is that your parents, because I, I have two that haven't lived in our home for years and years, and we've actually sold a home and moved into our new home, and when we set up two of the bedrooms, we set them up as if, Kirsten and Corey were <laughs> coming home tonight to sleep. Right. And I love that your parents right. still do that. And, and they I like mean, it when like, they do come home. Here's Mr. Mr. Met. Met. <laughs> <laughs> and, here, and my brother was a Giants fan. So I don't know what he's doing with this. But here's a Jets thing. My daughter just I, Oh, here. A Giants keychain. And she wanted to know if she was home. And she's supposed to be the Browns fan. But wow. Wow. I don't know. Is it a fair game? If it's in my brother's room and his yes. own son hasn't claimed it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Aditi, let's, uh... It's funny, though, that you say that, Jay, because my dad, every time we come home, my dad's like, take stuff home. Just get it out of here. You have a house of your own. <laughs> I mean, He's right. giving get me, like, all my schoolwork. I know. <laughs> exactly. He wants to clear us out. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Aditi, did you think Deshaun Watson would have played more had the weather been, you know, had there been no rain? Or was that, you think that was the plan all along? Yeah, no, that was the plan. I mean, the the idea going in was about 15 plays. And it was, you know, if they had this great six-play drive, that would have been it. If it was two, three and outs, that would have been it. And I think other than not punching in it at the end, which, of course, is frustrating, um, I think that the drive went as well as they wanted it to go. He was in control. He marched them downfield. He was absolutely in command of the huddle. And you have to understand that you get down to the goal line. You don't have your number one running back in Nick Chubb. You don't have your number two running back in Jerome Ford. And you're certainly not going to sit here and show everything that you would show right. otherwise. Yeah. So, it's fair. And Jacoby Brissett, P.S., like, yeah. I know that Kevin Stefanski called him a Hall of Fame teammate, but the way that guys greeted him on the field before the game, the way that he greeted us, I mean, I saw him and I just had the biggest smile. He, uh, yeah, he's he's doing well and his new teammates love him also, but he's I, a guy that'll be missed for I sure. I gotta say, Aditi, I, I'm bothered by this. Uh, here in Cleveland, we obsess over slappies and uh, it bothers me. It drives me crazy. Let's stop obsessing over slappies. Let's get excited about Hall of Famers. Jacoby Brissett was here two seconds. He had a losing record. I don't give a rat's ass about Jacoby Brissett. Okay, well, you know what? He's a nice man. He's a nice man, and since you were just talking about Johnny Manziel, you talk about Johnny Manziel that this city obsessed over. Yes, another slappy. Any film, right, who couldn't watch any film. And then you've got a guy who comes in and does exactly what's asked of him. 
goes about his job in a complete professional manner, is a date. I think it's a nice thing. Sorry. It's yeah. not and obsessive, they did have but it's, well, let's at least give the man his due. And, and they didn't have a losing record because of him. Right. He and was a victim I don't, I don't, of, of some bad, really bad, bad No, here's where I'm on Aditi's side on this, because he walked into a broken team in a broken Absolutely. locker room that was on fire. He held that what team together. Side? I'm just saying I'm sick of all the talk about no, but, no, no, Winning but, organizations don't do that stuff. Okay, fine. But you know no, that. No, but, but this is where you I think... You put his it, picture. It's not them talking about it. You put his picture up. And so I just said it as a side. You know, it was I nice know. to see him. It was I nice know. to see him greeted. And you, hey, it was a mad. mark of professionalism I, after I, years and years and years of questionable professionalism. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. a guy that brought yes. some professionalism to that locker room. Yeah, he was a good example. Yes. His teammates gravitated to him. It's, 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 what's interesting is it's almost never that a player does that, comes into an organization such a brief time, and has the universal stamp of love from the fans, the media, and his teammates. Right. And he's not here anymore. Well, listen, I'm, I'm going to get to this. Uh, you know, I want to talk about the teams that are actually active right this point. I think my, the rival in my head for offseason uh, rosters is the New York Jets for some reason, Aditi. Because I look at the New York Jets as a team that is trying to get where we're wanting to go. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They made some upgrades. Now they look to be a viable team that could possibly make the playoffs like the Cleveland Browns. What are your thoughts on them uh, and Dalvin Cook? And, and whose roster do you like better right now, the Jets or the Browns? If we are talking roster, as in whole roster, what 1-53 to will be, then I'll take the Browns. I think signing Aaron Rodgers is a massive move in a million ways that has a ton of tentacles to it that are all positive in terms of the teammate that he is, the level of professionalism he brings, the way that he automatically gives that team swagger that they are most definitely in every single game. All of that counts for a significant amount. But look, we just got off of our production meeting with Kevin Stefanski, and I was asking him about how he felt his roster stacked up against the Eagles this year versus a year ago. You'll have to tune in Thursday night to get the full answer. But we can all at least use our brains and say, hey, there are a lot more veterans on this Browns roster, especially on that defensive line. Dalvin Tomlinson, Ogbo, I need to make sure that I say it right before I say it on air. And you know what's so funny about it is that I said it right last year when I had the Texans. But anyway, you know who I'm talking about. Zadarius Smith. All of these guys, you get these grown men, these grown men up front going to notice that against offensive line ago when there were all these questions about the interior of the defensive line and the defensive line in general outside of Miles Garrett really so I think that you look at this secondary you look at the Browns secondary you see the way that they will be deployed by Jim Schwartz being able to cover just so much more you see Juan Thornhill who's a guy who won a Super Bowl and knows how to get go about getting in that big game you see MJ Emerson who's in year two and who's even stickier than he was a year ago and even more confident than he was a year ago you see this defensive front you see what Elijah Moore brings to that wide receiver room and what that rookie Cedric Tellman has brought and how exciting that's been I mean it's really hard I look at the Browns right now. I have some questions at linebacker, and I'm curious to see who the third running back is, who may not even be on this roster yet. And 
I don't really – I feel great about the quarterback room. I feel great about the wide receiver room. I feel great about the tight ends. I feel tremendous about the offensive line. I mean, I keep going. What? Where are you feeling that there are holes and you're really nervous? Linebacker. Where are you feeling like that? Okay. The fair. only thing I'm nervous about is quarterback. Well, really. I mean, well, it's just because it's the unknown. I mean, and it's the most important position on the field, That's clearly. And, sure? and this team is going to go as the quarterback goes. I'm assuming. If he's back to what he was, back, there's I'm, nothing I'm concerned about. I'm assuming that he's yeah. going. I'm not saying he's going to be back to what he was. Yeah. I think he's going to be markedly better than the Deshaun Watson we saw last year, and that's what we need. But, I mean, based on everything else, I, I, mean, I think I think I, I, G and I, I don't know where Jay is, but we talked about this yesterday. Just don't feel like we have the quality or the depth at linebacker. That's my only Okay, concern. and that's very fair. I will tell you this about the quarterback situation. I was on the field watching that first drive from Deshaun Watson. He is a night and day from where he was a year ago. How so? Comfort in command of the huddle and how comfort, command of the huddle, the the speed with which he is seeing what's on the field and getting rid of the ball, the ability to manage what's happening in the game, what's happening in front of him and what his decision-making has to be his ease with Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt when he comes off and when he's talking about what he's seen and what he wants to do, the plays, you know, like this is where Kevin Stefanski is one of those guys that's, I don't care how terrible plays I like. I want to run the quarterback. They are so on the same page. But here's what I'll leave you with. You all know I'm married to a Steelers season ticket holder. You all know I am married to a Steelers diehard. You know that he went to Pitt, so he obviously loves Kenny Pickett. I came home on Saturday, and I said to my husband, you better watch out. That's what I said. And he started saying, pew, 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 because he wanted to talk about his Steelers. And I said, yeah. And you know what's funny about that is that his cousin, our cousin David, grew up in Ohio. And he said, you know, I've heard this every single year from Browns fans. And I was like, I'm not saying this as a fan. I'm saying it as someone who is a trained observer in the National Football League who was standing on the field and they don't want to buy it. But, hey, I gave my fair warning. I said, mark it down. Deshaun Watson is not going to be who you saw last year. Good. I'm, see, that makes me feel 100% better. I, I expect him to be better. I watched with my eyes. I needed to see more of it. It's too small of a sample size. Hopefully, we'll get to see him in the last preseason significantly right. more than we did in, in preseason game number two. But what I saw, yep, it checked all the boxes. So, I... But I'm not ready to say – I'm not going to call a Steeler fan I know and say, you better watch out. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I'm glad you are because you've got a better view of it I'm just saying, you know what, because it is, it is par for the course for people in the AFC North to just automatically dismiss the Browns. Automatically That's just whatever. Okay, it's going to be the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers battling for the top spot in the division. And so my saying, you better watch out, it's sort of like you are underestimating them at your own peril. Yeah. Right. You I, are assuming that Deshaun Watson is washed. You are assuming that a year and a half is too long off or whatever it was, you know, that he's just not going to get there. You do that. You do that at your own risk. That's, I, all, that's all I'm saying about this. Because, and not that linebacker is insignificant. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Adam. No, no, no. No, no, finish. Go ahead, finish. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. No, just that, not that that's insignificant. Right. Not that um, you can get by without decent linebackers. And obviously, the news about Phillips, Jacob Phillips, who's a young player who, Stace. unfortunately, I was so excited for a year ago. Uh, you know, he just can't stay healthy. Who even knows if he's good or bad? I guess if you're saying that you're best ability is your availability then maybe that tracks but I feel bad for him I'm sorry about that um but let's see let's see let's see what Andrew Barry does because obviously there's still time to make moves I'm with you I'm not worried about linebacker that they have injury prone guys I think they're good enough if they're healthy but uh as the resident Bengals fan here I am not ignoring the Browns I am ignoring the Steelers and I've done that to some degree to my own peril but the Steelers are not that good, I don't think. I think the Steelers, to me, are still the most likely team to finish in last place this year. Do you agree or no? No, I don't agree. Who? Who, who you got? I think the defense has multiple game breakers on it, right? T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick are both players that can affect a game completely. Alex Highsmith has a new contract, and having T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith healthy and playing at those outside linebacker spots is a really big deal. That defense should once again shore up to being one of the top five defenses in the league. And so then you look at that offense, Kenny Pickett has made major, major gains. And he is is he's that I, I hate I cringe I wish I had a better comparison because I don't want to use the comparison I'm going to use that I was it is just the guy who's the first one in the building he's the last one out not going to ever let anybody outwork him he's going to drill every single thing that he knows even in his sleep the gains that he has made are so significant George Pickens is absolutely a 1A in the, the two of them have tremendous rapport. I just, and they improved their offensive line. Their offensive line and their run game were Achilles' heels early in the season last year. Yeah. The run game was sort of added on the plate of the offensive line coach. That then improved in the second half of the season. They went and they shored up that offensive line in the offseason. It needed to be an area of focus. I, I'm unwilling to say that they're patsies, they're pushovers, that you're done. And then no, no matter what you have to say about Mike yeah. Tomlin, yeah, but it, it's not, they're just not an automatic basement dweller. I'm no, sorry. No, you and can't kick I take on issue. this time, ever. I'm just exactly. saying they're most you know, likely. I, I, take issue with, I take issue with Mike Tomlin's lack of postseason wins, but come on, Mike Tomlin's teams are always competitive. Right, Even but, if Duck Hodges is their starting quarterback, they are yeah. always competitive. Yeah, they so you can't just automatically say, okay, that's the basement team. So, Aditi, what you're saying is the AFC North is the best division in football. I didn't and say they wouldn't be competitive. I'm just saying I think if, if I had to look at you got to pick one team. you got to say, if I ask you the question, which team is most likely to finish last, none of these teams feel like a traditional last place team, including the Steelers. I agree with you. But if I were betting on who most likely finishes last, I would bet on the Steelers. Maybe not by overwhelming numbers, but they would – who, who else would you pick? Who, who would you pick? The Ravens? 
I mean, I don't know, right? We still need to see. Look, first of all, I think yeah. that the last place team could be a nine and seven team. So to your point, it may wow. not be a traditional last place team. Could be, yeah. I still have some questions about the Ravens defense. I need to learn more about that Ravens defense. J.K. Yeah. Dobbins is only just now getting back on the field. Lamar Jackson can tell me that he's going to throw for 6,000 yards in this Todd Monken offense, and he loves all his shiny new toys at receiver. But let's see it. it. He's got to do it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But, I mean, Roquan, as long as Roquan Smith is in that defense, I like that defense. But I don't. that is a really tough question, Bull. Hell, I don't know who's going to finish last. I mean, I think a lot of people nationally would pick the Browns as the most likely. Well, they're the easy pick. Yeah. And they were last last but year. But that's based on name, right? That's based almost on, like, the reputation History. more so than it is anybody that's actually looking at the roster. Well, but that's I, where we but usually I, finish. But all four teams have pretty good rosters. No, no team in this division has a bad roster. So, no. you know, right. I, I just think the Steelers clearly, to me, have the worst quarterback. Maybe that'll turn out not to be the case, but... That, and that's why ultimately I think they're the most likely to finish last. I think that's fair. If you're if you're they lining the up the quarterbacks, they have the greenest quarterback. Yeah, sure. But they have he, the greenest quarterback. And in an open draft, he'd be the last one taken. But that doesn't mean to, to Didi's point yeah. that he hasn't made significant gains. And that was the quarterback we saw last year. He might come out this year and play gangbusters and work his way right into that. It's I, not I, a I, good division to be in, guys. Yeah. yeah. This is this is really really. Yeah a bad division for the Browns to be in right now. It always is, yeah. but worse this yeah. year than ever. Didi, I, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier, and it, you've, you've got my reporter senses tingling now. When you were talking about Deshaun, and uh, you think like the, the rust is gone, basically, and he could have a big year. How do you think he's going to be perceived nationally in the media? If he comes out and balls out, how will he be covered? You know, I, I think that it's sort of like the hug with Roger Goodell. There were people that had very strong words about it. I think of Mike Freeman, who is an unbelievably respected journalist. He's a USA Today columnist mm -hmm. and has been covering the league for, I don't know, 20, 30 years at this point. He had very strong words at how much the optics of that bothered him. I've spoken to multiple people that have been around the league for a very, very long time who were very much like, all right, he paid his price. He, he served his suspension. He's been in therapy for this long. Everybody's moving on. And so I think you have those polls. I think that there will be people in the national media that will want to hold their nose. And I think there are those that are just sort of passed it in on football. And again, Jason, I'll bring up the Ben Roethlisberger example. I mean, think about everything yeah. early in his career, the, the rape accusations, the motorcycle accident, the, all of that. And then at some point, it just sort of stopped being a story to some degree. And it, because he there won. wasn't the... Because he won. Yeah, right. Right. And he yeah. was revered. He was so, hailed walking off that field for the final time. Right. Nobody yeah. was talking about it then. And I look... If, and I think which was Watson. so many years later, which is right. what Deshaun Watson knows. If Deshaun yeah. Watson yeah. wins the Super Bowl, if he brings the Super Bowl to Cleveland, it'll be a rare person, certainly in Cleveland, that's going to say Deshaun Watson, comma, who, uh, who allegedly or who was accused of or who once served an 11-game suspension, comma, you, you'll just lose that. You'll lose that a positive right. or is that the right grammatical term? No, I know um, what you're saying. You're right. It, it's yeah. like the most recent page in the book is the one that resonates the most. But I'm just know, fascinated point, by this year because it's still fresh right. and it raw. Is, it is, but to so your that point, I know, but it's funny, Jason, because I asked. Yeah, I even asked. 
asked. So when I was uh, when I was at the game last week, I actually asked a member of the Browns PR staff. You know, like, has it come up? Has last year come up? Has the therapy? Has the remaining civil suit? And apparently, no one's really asking about it. That it hasn't yet. Well, there and hasn't so, been a ton of national media around. To I don't believe. Right. Wait until you're three or four games. The, into the I mean, season. the local people don't. We're, we're, sure. we're past that. Jay, we're done with it. We just Nobody talked about the John, the Johnny Manziel story. There's three things that America, and when I say America, I mean fans, media. You know, this whole thing. Right. There's three things that they love about athletes and celebrity. One, the rise. Mm-hmm. Two, the fall. Mm-hmm. Three, the comeback. The comeback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the stage yeah. that we're in now. And we'll see how it's handled. How does the how do fans perceive it? I can tell you that fans nationally, no matter particularly if he has success, they'll enjoy booing him even more. Yeah. But locally, he'll be revered. Nobody can, yeah. If he brings if he brings wins to Cleveland, that's right. All the he'll people be who said they were going to not watch anymore, they're all full of shit. Yeah, they're watching. Ninety nine point nine percent of them are full of shit. They're going to all be Nobody watching. Nobody boycotted the NFL. Yeah, no. No. You know, we heard that five years ago with the kneeling controversy. But the anthem, exactly. And and but guess yeah. what? The numbers are back bigger than ever. And yeah. right. It, and you know, might there be a temporary ding? Yes. I don't think this was big no. enough to create that. No. I really no. don't. Yeah. All right, Aditi, you got anything else for us? What what, what should we look for tomorrow? I mean, is how are you going to watch? Well, you know, if you look at yesterday's, uh, I mean, sorry, not yesterday's, last year's post-joint practices, both head coaches treated the practices really as a game. And, you know, it's funny is that we talked to Cedric Tillman earlier today, and this is obviously the first time that he's ever practiced against another team. He never did that at Tennessee. And he said it kind of felt like a preseason game. And that's just because of the competitiveness, the juice on the practice field. So Thursday is really an opportunity to get to know some of these young guys, to get to know guys like Cameron Mitchell, to get to know Dorian Thompson even more, to get to watch Kellen Mond and see if this is a guy that should be sticking around on the practice squad in some capacity. This is getting to know younger players, again, and like a Cedric Tillman, really, and getting a sense of them because you're going to need these guys. I'd also pay attention to special teams. Special teams is so notable because a lot of the guys that are playing special teams in the National Football League have never played special teams in college because they were stars in college. So they didn't have to do that. And you had 100-person rosters, so you had guys that were just special teams players there. Now, in order to make a roster, whether you're – you know, a fifth safety or whatever, you've got to be doing your work on teams. And the Browns PS made a major change at teams when they brought in Bubba Ventrone. Now I can tell you, he's a guy that has unbelievable credibility. He played on special teams in the city of Cleveland. He brings all that energy. He brings that focus and import and hey, this really is one third of the game. It matters. Look, like we talked last week, I said, I'm sorry for bringing up that Jets game. But if you think about that Jets game, if special teams had done a better job in making that PAT and then in recovering that onside kick, as much as we talk about should Nick Chubb have fallen down before the goal line or did the secondary mess up the communication on the Corey Davis touchdown? Yeah, but special teams also could have made a kick and could have recovered that onside kick. So pay attention to that a little bit. Well, Those on are guys that note, that are going to matter. On that note, Cade York, 0 for 2. We talked about him yesterday. Stefanski yeah. said, I'm not bringing anybody in. There's not going to be any competition. Yep. And no, I'm not worried. Okay, that's what he says to the camera. I got to imagine when he's talking to Bubba, he's at least whispering into Bubba's ear and saying, 
should I be worried? And the question to you is, should he be worried? You know what? Right now, it doesn't feel as if there's much worry. This is the nature of kicking, right? Like even if he makes everything Thursday night and makes everything next week in Kansas City, at some point he is going to miss a kick. I think it's really more about his process, which he has streamlined significantly from a year ago. He simplified it. He's relying on his leg and not overthinking so much that I need this kind of kick in this weather and this kind of kick in this temperature and this kind of kick in this building. And he's just kicking. All of that, I think, is good. But, you know, Kevin Stefanski has a line. He says, confidence comes from demonstrated ability. And so at some point, Cade needs to make these kicks just for himself. He can be rebounding well. He can have the right attitude about it. He can have a good mindset. I mean, I'll tell you, I was watching him when he was going in last week. He was telling the punter where he wanted the ball based on the wind, you know, a little bit to the right, whatever. He didn't seem tight, didn't seem nervous, didn't seem like, okay, there's the weight of the world on me right now, but I'm certainly going to be watching that Thursday night and paying close attention to him. Because again, so much of this is a confidence game. It's like what we do, right? You feel, you know, feel good, play good. Right. And And so is he feeling good? If they get in the situation where, you know, they're not going to be disappointed if they don't convert on a third and seven from the 35 yard line. I, I, no. I think they want to they want to put doing, him in that spot to right. kick. And but make it, right. Bottom line right. is, once the regular season starts, if he starts, if he costs them a game, you can't be too patient with a kicker. Now his leash is yeah. getting shorter by right. the miss. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, All right, Aditi. Aditi, always good. It looks like Holyfield's ear is intact, so that picture must be <laughs> taken pre Mike Tyson fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. True. Thanks Bye. for having me, guys. Bye, Aditi. Bye. Always good, Aditi Kinkabwala. She's the Browns preseason sideline reporter. Does a fantastic job. Bull, that's that might be if you if you talk to the thirty-two beat writers or, or just pick one that covers every team in the NFL, that literally might be one of the most difficult preseason questions of all to answer. Who's most likely to Who finish is last? Going to finish last yeah. in this division? I don't know. Crazy. Because guys, she's right. Historically, the easy answer you said it. It's the Browns. Yeah. You always start in your AFC North predictions with the Browns. Start at the, at the bottom, bottom and work up, and you work up. Yep. Yeah. But this year, and, and you know, I we're it's going to sound like we're homers. Because uh, I think we all four agree on this, but we're watching and we're paying attention. You cannot slot the Browns as the last place team in this no. division. I'm not answering that question because we're doing it as a topic. That it is, is a topic. That, that, that I think is a can topic. slot yeah. them last. I wouldn't, but I think you. I, I I can see where somebody else would make an argument for it. Right, but, but that's a tough, tough, tough but question. It's a tough, I, for me, don't it, give it away. I, yeah, I just, let's, well, let's I already said on. who I think it is. But yeah. well, don't give me the other three. But we you can do, remember, do you kicked dirt on them last year, remember? And then you had to say, I, I was did. wrong. We, even I during did. the season, we all kicked dirt on them. We're like, well, okay, they they're finally back. They won their last four or five games. They got lucky with the schedule. They did. They did. That's the, and Steelers, by the way, I think are you can make a strong case for this. I've told friends this. Yeah. They are the luckiest franchise in the history of all of sports. Any team, any you know, yeah. the immaculate that that the immaculate reception might be the most lucky play yes. ever. Um, think about in the Super Bowl when they had that late touchdown against the Cardinals right before right. half. One of the flukiest plays you'll ever see. Well, how about a, how about the playoff game against the Bengals? The last absolutely that where they with the <laughs> Same guy, thing. Joey Porter running on the field. I'm Same still thing. Bitter about it's that. just God. That's they, they've got a guardian angel on their shoulder. Yeah. All right, Mike. We have a new game, and you're excited about this. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get to that in one sec. But first, I want to remind people that if you saw a Didi on the sidelines of the preseason game last week, 
And you saw Aditi rocking some cool Browns gear. I'm not sure if she got that from Fanatics, but we'll make sure she gets hooked up with the right Fanatics code. But you should get your Browns gear at Fanatics if you shop at www.fanatics.com slash UCSS. You get the same price as you would on a normal Fanatics site. We get a little bit on the back end. So help us help you out by looking extra swaggy for the upcoming Browns season. All right, so this is a bit of a game, more of an exercise. I looked at the two furthest ends of a spectrum. For certain players in the Browns. And I want you to tell me what's a more likely scenario to unfold for the upcoming season. You guys ready? We got seven or eight of these. Yeah, yes. ready? Let's do it. What Steve, is it, either or? or like? Yeah, you're going to go either or. Okay. Or it's one side or the other. It, it's almost Fence Riders-esque, but you don't okay. have to be so solid. So, All right, very good. Here's the first one. What's more likely to happen? Deshaun Watson wins MVP in 2023. Oh, and remember, wow. that is a fan, um, not fan, a media-voted award. Or he gets benched at some point in the season for Amani Bates. This is actually – that's very difficult. No, this is actually easy, easy for me. You win MVP. No, he gets benched. Yeah, see, I would lean for – He's not winning what? the MVP. I mean, they are look, not like giving a, him the MVP. No. They are Think not. Think about what has to happen. He'd have to outplay Mahomes by 1,000 passing yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, there, it's a, a vote. There's but, at but, least – if if he play, if he's clearly the best player in the NFL – I don't think he'll win it. No. He could, he, Too soon. If, let, let me just finish. If he's clearly the best player in the NFL, I think there's at least a chance he would win it. There is zero chance he's going to get benched. Zero. That's impossible. Oh, God, I would no, never say that no, about anybody. Think, if he has a bad game, like I'm counting. Benched? For, for a fourth quarter of a no. bad game blowout? No. I, I, and they bring in Dobbs to finish it up? I don't yeah, think that's I, unreasonable. That's not getting benched. Well, that's my interpretation that, of getting benched. That's not getting benched. benched. No. Well, that's the headline would be Watson benched. In 38-7 loss. Neither one of these is going to happen. No, I don't think so either. And Mike even said, I went far end of the spectrum. But obviously, like most things, the middle is going to be where we fall. If the earth opens up and swallows up Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Burrow, like I, and why, and and Deshaun throws for sixty-five touchdown passes. They are not voting him the most valuable player in the league. No, he what is the not hell does it. that say about writers if they don't vote for the best player? Shit, they've been doing that for years, G. Bush. I, uh, we, yeah. And I told Look you how they make some players wait for the play. I told Jim Rice in baseball. I, I told you all that last year. That just gives you a, oh, that gives you insight. I told you like, they are not letting him win a damn thing. And moving not forward. in year one. Not in year one. And, if he be, does it two years in a row, next year they'll say, "Yeah, we got to. We have to concede. He's the MVP." How when, corny is that? I was covering it the is, NBA. I was cool. covering the NBA the year LeBron left for Miami, and and everybody knew he is not winning the MVP. Yeah, his first year in Miami, it exactly doesn't right. matter. He could have the those best guys, year of his career. Those guys have all he lost is their job. not winning the MVP. And, hey, 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 and guess what? He didn't win the MVP no. hey, that look, first year they, in Miami. They're just. It just goes to show you that that if a man comes out, would they they tell you it's about winning? And they tell you it's about what you do. It ain't about what the merit it is. No. I've told you America is about whether or not they identify with you. And if they cannot identify and they don't like what you do, they will do things like make Tara Owens a second ballot Hall of Famer. And it's been that way forever. The it, pen cuts like a knife. And they for get the, the record, last word. The because that he'll have a better season than Patrick Mahomes are not good anyway. Right, so. right, right. And, so and, you got to throw that into the yeah. I just, for the record, I don't have a vote. I'd have no problem voting for him. For I him. wouldn't either because no I would separate the man from yes. the art, you know, the art from the yes. artist. But I'm telling you but right most now, writers can. there is no but chance. He, he, of winning and the you know those writers better there than anyone. He knows those SOBs that will do that. He's seen it done before. So we're saying benched. Yes. You're saying MVP. What do you say? Uh, listen, it, 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 both are so slim, but I have to go with MVP because here's the thing. 
if they bench Deshaun Watson, what are we even talking about? I don't care if they, no I don't care. I, I don't care if they're getting beat eight hundred to nothing. <laughs> Deshaun Watson will take all of those and, snaps. No, and by like the way, way no, stick take at some your, point the risk of injury. No, it, yeah, I mean, no, it leads to, to bench. Keep, but, him, keep him right in to there. Me, no, if you take him like out of the game, that's over. That's not a benching. That's a benching to me. I don't look at that as a benching. That's a fourth quarter benching. If he's removed from a game, for the purposes of this ridiculous argument, I'm counting that as a benching. If a player is removed from the game and he's healthy, yeah, that's a benching. Can you imagine? So if they're winning forty-two nothing, he's benched. If you're winning, it's yeah, different. Yeah, you got me on that one, boy. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're, winning, if you're winning, it's different. If you're winning, you've done your job. Yeah, you, you know what? Like, that, that's true. You're up 42 Wait. to nothing. And like, nobody's going to say Watson benched in 42 hey, to nothing. Right. If, if Tom right. Brady get ask yourself, if, if that happened to Tom Brady, what, what would Tom Brady do on that sideline? He would go Tom Brady. Ape. Tom Brady was benched in his career. He was benched in his career while he was in New England. Now, the exact scenario, I care. I, I, he either had a four-pick game, and the, and it was a situation late in the game where he, there was no chance, and he was sitting on the sideline watching the game while the backup yeah. quarterback was in. Now you're right that there's a lot of different yeah. words for bench. Right. I think for the purpose of this exercise, is Kevin Stefanski ever going to stand in front of a podium and say, "We've decided to make a change at quarterback"? Never. That won't happen. Never. Now, that won't no, happen. No, right. no, no. Yeah. no. You should have made that comeback player of the year. He's more likely to either come oh, back later well, of the year than that's MVP. different. Yeah, he well, that's could easy. totally. I had to make these hard. Yeah, and that, right. you know what? Good job. That was a yeah, good one. Yeah, that was a good one. What do you got for number two? By the way, was fun. he ain't winning that he one either. That <laughs> it's going to be a dude with an ACL injury right. that played, came back he, for six he games and had two either. touchdowns. Right. Yeah, I tried to go kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. I like that. Yeah. yeah, it was good. All right, number two. What's more likely in this new Deshaun Watson-led offense? For Nick Chubb to run for more than 2,000 rushing yards this season or oh. less than 1,000? Less than 1,000. That, oh, that's easy. More yeah. than 2,000. No. No. There's zero. The only – well, I'm sorry. It's less than 1,000 because he could get hurt. Right. He could get hurt. That's so, a big part yeah. of it. Yeah. That's, that's the only way. There's that's, no way he has under 1,000 if he doesn't get hurt. I agree that's the only way. Yeah. That's the only but way. That's, if, I mean, if we can eliminate injury – let's. If, are you eliminating injury or including – No, injury? you can't eliminate injury. No. Well, then it's a bad question by Mike. I'm sorry. No, I mean, we, he didn't also say that, you know, the, on the bench. How many guys have had 2,000 yards in the history of the NFL? Three? Not a lot, but also Nick Chubb's now going to be facing as many light boxes he ever had. But, but you're going with the second highest Who yards for carry. No, because I was, wasn't thinking about injury. Chris, Chris Johnson yeah. had 2,000. Terrell Davis. Dickerson, Jamal Lewis. Yeah, but it's much easier. O.J. Simpson. I it's much first more like, yeah. first, listen, he's not getting 2,000, and there's no chance if he's healthy he's getting under 1,000. But you got to factor in the possibility of injury. He's missed time, and if he gets injured, and that's he why I'm saying it. under a thousand. I'm yeah, saying it's easy that, because of you know, injury. He's missed time in a couple of years, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, if if we could say like he's going to stay healthy and play the full season, I would say the two thousand, a hundred percent, yeah, well, that's a big with the extra game. That's a big if with the extra game, yeah, and the fact that every time he gets twenty carries, they win the game. So clearly, he's going to get twenty carries a game. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, drive me you know, freaking crazy. You know what that. will be? You know what he will do that a lot because they may they'll have some fourth quarter leads yeah. and then he'll he'll run the hey, team me, off the field. Hey, hey, give me the that's two, the whole. Hey, give me the two thousand, bro. Tell him why, G. Tell him, G. Tell him, G. Because if they want to line up and guard all these receivers that we're gonna throw the ball on, 
go ahead. Put them little, little small defensive backs and safeties in the game and light boxes, and Nick Chubb will get not only five. He's been getting 5.2 on stack boxes. What do you think he's going to get with defensive backs and well, dime and nickel packages? And I use the numbers to say he's not getting 2,000, and I'll use the same numbers. He gets five car- yards. It, let's assume he continues to get five yards a carry. When does he get 25 carries a game? He'd have to get 25 carries a game every game. Well, here's the to thing. get to an average five yards a carry right. to get to, to two thousand. The Browns have not used him that way. He's not a Derrick well, Henry. Nobody uses anybody. But, 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 but Derrick Henry gets used I, that way. I don't think he's averaging twenty five. And I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. they should use him that way. What I'm saying is, for him to get two thousand, he'd have to have twenty five carries a game. That's assuming no, he's seventeen. Have to, uh, do the math. To, no, I'm saying he has to average like six, seven, but, but, six, six and a half yards per carry. Wow, come on, bull! That's never happened in the history of the game. I'm uh, just saying, if he was going to it, do, well, what did Chris Johnson average the year? Yeah, two thousand. Has we had we talked about this? Has there ever been an elite quarterback with a super elite running back? When is the last time we saw it? Kurt well, Warner and Marshall Falk. Yeah, and what it. kind of numbers did Marshall Falk put up? Well, he, well, he, t- he caught, caught a lot, a lot of, passes. of passes. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, what, he, but, but Chubb he, isn't that kind of guy, I, and those wouldn't go on rushing yards either. But yeah. here's the thing. When you talk about it, like you can't you can't just load up anymore. There's no more like, oh, let's put five linebackers and tackle Nick Chubb. If he's making linebackers miss, what is he doing to corners? Plus, they have they, – I, I just Plus, it's the least amount of, of – of, talent he's had in that running back room besides him. Exactly. Jerome Ford is injured, right? Are they really splitting these carries because, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt's not there? And you got to look at it like this. If, if you're talking about early in the season and the offense is struggling to throw the football, guess what they're going to go to? They're going to go right back to them old stripes and be like, listen, we give Nick, Nick Chubb the football. Yeah. He'll be a, a focal part of what they're doing. And like you said, even if they're up, they're trying to run out these games. I'll give, him, give me more than 2,000, even though it's, it's a rare If he averages, curse. guys, 23 carries a game, and if he, which he doesn't ever get to, he might have gotten to that once or twice last year, mm-hmm. he would have to average 23 carries every game while averaging five yards per carry, and that would still leave him short of 2,000 yards. Well, what if he averaged 5.6 yards? I, I think he could average that's six yards. That's a big ass. I, that's what CJ, uh, Chris Johnson did in the area at 2,000 yards. Okay, but that's a big ass. Of course, but 2,000 just is, you know, it's almost never By happened. the way, everything we've heard out of the offense is we're going to be more pass-reliant. Right, but that has nothing to do with per carry, though. No, but let's just, okay, so let's do this. Let's say he averages let's 18 give him carries. Let's give him 20 carries a game, which yeah. he did not average last year. Nope. Times six carries, six yards yeah. per carry. Yeah. Six. Yeah. That is, oh, that's historic. Right. Okay. For 17 games. How many yards is that? We got six more of these, so at some point we <laughs> yeah, got yeah. 2,040. Uh, these are all insane and not yeah, all right, next. happen. Yeah. Let's go. Bull is not now, happening. Bull is now a Nick Chubb. Give him the ball more than 20 <laughs> carries, guys. <laughs> yeah, that happened we have fast. converted him in one season. I have succeeded with this exercise. Go All right, on. next, let's talk a little Elijah Moore. Is he more likely to have over 1,000 receiving yards this year or fewer than 20? Oh, see, again, I think, you, I think you've – I love this game. You should have said uh, assuming no injury because – Okay, let's that do it. Let's play it that way. Well, right. let's play it that way, yeah. and I'm going to say more than 1,000. More than 1,000. Yeah, because... I mean, if he only catches one and a half passes a game, yeah. this was a colossal fail. Fewer than 25 receptions. I, I mean, that's a low number. You should have gone 50. That's a bad one. I mean, he got the ball twice be, yeah. in the first drive of the preseason. Yeah, so it's easily 1,000 yeah. yards. All right, we'll move on. Next one. Yeah. That was easy. Yeah. Next up, Steve. 
What's more likely for Miles Garrett? For him to break the single season NFL Why does he look record? fat there? That's what? like the only picture I've ever seen of the man where he looks fat. No, he's cut up. What's the record? Arm. 20 and a half? 22 and a half. Or not lead oh. the Browns in sacks. And so again, someone else on the Browns lead the team in sacks. Yeah. Assuming health. Break the record. Health. Yeah, where he's going to break, break the, the record. record. Break yeah, the record. I'd go with break the record. The man flipped his car and still played. And had 16. And had 16 sacks. Is anybody else getting 12 sacks on this team? Well, considering that, I know that the room's been made over, but considering last year, the next closest well, was three. Right, but, but now they got much better I talent. I got Darius Smith at 13 sacks. Okay. Percent, you think there's a... You think, there's a, you think there's a better chance that he has 23 sacks than Zadarius has more than Miles Garrett, assuming Miles is out. That is yeah, correct. I, yeah. I, I Miles, remember, there's an extra game, so you have yeah. 17. Right. Last year, how much time did he miss from the flipped car? I think only one, one game. game. Just one? But he wasn't himself. He was not himself. No. So let's just say he's he, had he something got 16 sacks I can't tell you how many games I saw him not be able to raise his arm and yeah. put his own shirt yeah. on. After I know that's he's averaged fact. about a sack per game in his career, right? Real close. I think he's just under that. So he'd have to average like 1.5? No, 1.2 or 3 would get it done. And and Zadarius Smith, I don't even know. I think he had the most sacks he ever had was maybe 15, maybe. Maybe if not even that. Yeah, I I, I think we're all in agreement here. Yeah. Mike. All right, next up. What's more likely for JOK? Will JOK lead the NFL in tackles? (laughs) Or to play in all 17 games oh, this season. Oh, that's a good no. one. No. Neither one is likely. Neither one. Play all 17. Because uh, we're assuming play, health. Play all 17. Play all, play all 17. 17. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, health. Well, no, in this one, we can't assume health. Well, I am. Play all 17. Because yeah, yeah. there ain't no way in hell he's leading the league in tackles. Yeah, yeah, not that's, happening. That's rough. No. Yeah, like, Deshaun will win the MVP before JOK leads the league in tackles. <laughs> I would agree so you're that. saying it's going to be a cold day in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked good in the in the preseason game against yeah. Washington. Yeah, I mean, if you look plays. at the pre- good in the preseason game, that, that answers all the questions. Yeah, as Bull <laughs> likes to say, he did it against guys who are going to be selling auto parts yeah, in two that's weeks. Right. So. All right, before we get to the next one, yeah, I have a fast zone. read I got to do. Our last fast read of the day. Tomorrow night, the next edition of Behind the Glass with myself, Earl, and Anthony. Will Air will be breaking down and previewing the upcoming preseason game between the Browns and the Eagles and also touching on a couple other things, including maybe a little Guardians, maybe a little Cavs, but the next episode of Behind the Glass tomorrow night right around 7 o'clock. Four. All right, back to the game. This one's a little – I kind of feel a little mean asking this question, but (laughs) I thought it was funny, so we're going to do it. What's more likely for Anthony Schwartz, to have one more regular season catch in a Browns uniform or win an Olympic medal – in track and field. Well, he's not winning an Olympic track match. I'll say the track and field. Obviously, yeah. it's the first one. Yeah, yeah so it would have to be the first one. Because it, that yeah. doesn't say in Cleveland. It, well, it was supposed to. Anthony didn't put it in there. Yeah. Oh. I'll still say that there's a better chance that because I can tell you he's not going to win a goal, a medal in any track and field event. Right. He's not. Right. I mean, he was fast. He wasn't that fast. Right. I mean, come on, man. We're talking Usain Bolt, dog. That's yeah. a bad one. Yeah. So eh. he's not going to have either, though. I don't think. So is that the last one of, of your? No. Oh, you got we more. Got, we got two more. Okay. We got two more. But hey, if if you guys say it's not going to happen either, then it, there's a chance that either one could happen. That means it's not as unanimous as you guys think. I love this game. I think we should do this with like I think you should do a version about the people on this show. We could do that one day. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Take your pick. Assuming yeah. health. <laughs> right. Assuming health. Bull is more likely to I'm, be elected make a joke, to some. I, Political office or end up in jail. Oh, definitely elected to political office. I'm not going to end up in jail. Uh, <laughs> I, you got anger issues, dog. You yeah, got white people don't go to jail. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not white, 
though. You said, oh, that's you true. know, I'm white. White. Well, they try, they try white. to change that in the state of Georgia, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm going yeah, to jail. I'm go- white people don't go to jail. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jail because there ain't no way in hell I'm getting elected any well, office. Oddly enough, I, no. I have thought about running for the mayor of Rocky River. Not, no uh, I think politicians, they fail an IQ test when they decide to run for office. <laughs> why? Why? Why, why I'm not to? doing it, but you know, I've thought about it. All right, you've got two more, Mike? We have two more, yes. And I made these questions actually last week, so this is before Friday's game, but it's even more applicable now. What's more likely, Cade York going 100% on extra points this season or Cade York playing for another team next season? Well, I, did he go 100% last year on extra points? It's 98%. Okay. I believe. Well, so I, check, I when you say next one. year, do you mean 24? Yeah, like next season. Next season. So this year? No, like next season. The 2024 like he's not, season. He's, he kicks for the Browns this year and is no longer the Browns Got kicker it. next okay. year. Okay, 2024. Uh, he's What's more likely to play for another team next year in 24. He missed two extra points last year, Jay. I'm going to okay. say – I'm going to say – boy, that's, that's – He both was 100% from 29 is, yards and in. This is the most realistic one. Of all of them, really, because either one could happen. The they're other stuff, them. the other stuff ain't happening. Yeah, they're not cutting them. I don't well, know. That's next year, twenty-four. I don't know. I, know. I mean, if I if he, I'm, I, if he sucks I, this year, they're gonna cut him. Yeah, yeah. I, I I still believe in him. I just think he's got he's got some issues to figure out. But name a kicker that hasn't at some point in his career had some issues to figure out. Even the great Justin Tucker. Had some years where you look at his stats and say, huh, yeah. that wasn't so great. I will take the 100%, but either one of those could happen. I, I think that's the most realistic one of all of these. Yeah, I do too. I think that's the closest one, the, the hardest one. All right, last one. What's more likely, Nick Chubb to lead the NFL in carries this season or David Njoku to lead the NFL in touchdown receptions? Nick Chubb leads the NFL in carries. David Njoku. Oh, it's easy. The Chubb one. It's the way David Njoku yeah. lead the league in touch. At least there's a chance. Nick Chubb is like third or fourth in carries every yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, he's a lot the, closer to leading the league in carries than Njoku is to leading Njoku the, league. Yeah. the league in touchdowns. Now, I, actually, now, maybe I it would have been, maybe if you said amongst tight ends, but even then, Kelsey, even, Kelsey no would chance. have to get hurt. It's not going to happen, but I actually think like Njoku easily could be a favorite of Watson's in the red zone. He could What's be a top red zone target. Eight touchdowns? Probably. I mean, the leader's going to have to double digits yeah. easily. Yeah, I would take Chubb Lee in the league in carries, especially if uh, my guy in Tennessee gets hurt. I can't remember his name. Derrick Henry. Thank you. I, can't I don't ever want to hear name. you guys. By the way, Kelsey finished second in the NFL in touchdowns last year as a tight end. Who led and the I league? just never want to hear anyone complain about Nick Chubb not getting enough carries again. I'm just throwing it out there. I've never complained about that. Bull and I have never I have, once said that. It's only these guys and Brad. <laughs> you know Jarek McKinnon was fifth last year in touchdown receptions? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Who? Wow. Who was wow. Derek McKinnon. Derek yeah, he got a lot of passes wow. out of the By the way, Kate York's field goal percentage, 
last year was lower than any year in Justin Tucker's career. Was he 75? What was his percentage last it year? It was 75. Okay, what was Justin Tucker's lowest year? Justin Tucker's lowest year was his fourth year in the league. He was 83%. Can you imagine? Four years in, he was only hitting 83% of his kicks. Yeah, but his first two years, he was 91 and 93. I know, and then he had a huge step back. That's a big step back for a kicker. It, you know, you know what though? It's it's misleading because he here's just, the thing with kicks too. You miss. I mean, give him two more makes, yeah. and suddenly he's because the percentage. You don't try a hundred field goals, but you, you know the percentage. It's not like batting average. But you're not going to cut Justin Tucker when he'd been great for three years. And by the way, that year he just missed his deep. He inside of fifty yards, he only missed one field goal the whole season. He missed some long kicks that year. I think that even that eighty-two and a half was misleading. Mike, do we have time? Sure. What do you want? Can you? I just texted something to you. I I, I don't know if you, can you put that on tag board from a text or not. If not, you can find it on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I yeah. wanted to talk about that. I, I saw this. Yeah, hold on. I, I wanted to talk about that. Like we we needed to start a new segment that says what the hell is that? <laughs> um, what happened? And when when you see it, you're probably going to say, oh yeah, I saw that. And I wondered myself, what the hell is that? Um, I saw it. I think it was over the weekend. I first saw it. And it was, it was out there a while, so I know all three of you guys saw it. I did some research to find out what the hell is that. Because I knew there had to be a story behind it, and there is a story behind it. And if Mike can figure out how to throw it in tag board, we'll do it. If not, you can go to Twitter and just pull, pull it up off Twitter. It, it'll be up in one sec. We got it. Don't worry. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, it was something I saw over the weekend, and I, I, I first thought, oh, he lost a bet. Speaking of losing bets, you sent the text of Dave Fleming having to be the, the ball right. boy for the Giants last Dave night. Dave Fleming's the Giants announcer. Yeah, and he's great. And I worked yeah. with him at ESPN. He's a wonderful guy. He's very Jay, funny. Jay, you ready for it? Yeah, let's put this oh, up. Oh, well, let's just take what Jay was yeah, saying. I, just, I, I thought that was a great last place punishment. Right. For finishing last of fantasy, he had to be the bat boy. And I was saying we should do it. We should still do the comedy show next year. But whoever yes. finishes last in our fantasy league should have to be the guardian. I would, I would take a kicker in every round. Just to be able to be just a bad boy. Just to do it. I would, I would, that's what I was going to say. I the, win, I the winner should get to do that. I would love to be the bad boy. We should make the winner. We should ask the Guardians if the winner can do it. I want to yes. be on the grounds crew for the Guardians for a that's game. That's crazy. Where you I've come out and rake the infield. And I would get trampled by the tarp. I'd be the guy that falls and gets trampled by the tarp. Okay, here's a picture. What the hell was this? It's a catapult sensor. Oh, I texted this to you monitors, guys the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah. It monitors heart rate and stuff like that. I understand that because I did the research. Can you do it in something that doesn't look like Can, a sports bra? Exactly. Does it have to be that? Can you it's wear a crazy. shirt over that? Because they wear these in games. Yeah. I was wondering what that was. I, when I first saw it, I thought he lost a bet. <laughs> he lost a bet, and he has to play. He has to practice. Everyone all day. at A M in spring practice wore that exact same thing. Yeah. They oh got my a, They God. had him in Colorado too. It like, just first of all, it's not flattering at all for his body type because nope. he's short. Even though he doesn't have a gut, when you're short, it can make you look like you have a gut. Yeah. And especially when you're wearing a sports bra. See, that's what that's why I look like I have a gut, Jason. Because you're wearing short. a sports bra. <laughs> well, no, not the sports. It's bra, an optical illusion. It's because I'm short. If I were taller, I wouldn't look like I have a gut. <laughs> now, this Wait, I need an update on something. Okay. Yeah. You had a bidet installed in the house. Has it changed okay. your life? Because you had said this is going to be a game changer. So we've had I'm a... no longer going to have to jump in the shower every time I take a deuce. <laughs> so there's, yeah. So there's been a major hiccup in this process. The I've ordered the wrong size bidet. Well, that could be a big problem. 
So I had to send it back, and now I still haven't figured out the... the what way. size of bidet did you it order? It depends on... Well, it's, it's not actually a bidet. It's called a washlet. So a bidet, you buy the whole toilet. Right. Yes. The washlet is just the thing you put on top of your seat. It's an add-on. With a sprayer, yes. Right. <laughs> but the... But there's there you, it, there's different sizes based on the size of your toilet. Some people have a more round toilet. Some have right. an oval. oval. Yeah. yeah, and I ordered the wrong kind. Is it cold? Oh, is damn. it cold water? Because that would be awful. No, you, you can adjust you, it. No, you can have warm water, but okay. they, you got to be able to plug it in to have warm water. Okay. See, but I, so, we, we 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 when we were building the house, we were talking about bidets. I'm yeah. like, I'm not spending the money on Dude, that. Dude, yeah. they are a game changer. <laughs> I I cannot believe none of them. It's insane that people don't use it. That the fact that you wipe. Well, they're your, big in Europe. Of course, because they're smarter than us. They've been around longer, right? I mean, the fact that you wipe your ass with dry paper is insane. It's insane. It is a rather bizarre ritual. It's disgusting. Yeah. You don't get clean that way. Well, you roll with dude wipes, don't you? I roll with dude wipes and then shower. You got the wipes, man. (laughs) The the shower piece of it, I'll never get over. If you had it, that's such a disruptor. If you ever have a colonoscopy, you're going to take 17 showers in a day. Oh, my God. Because you can't get off the toilet. Dude, dude. You the have never had one? No. The clean out someone process. that had to from the time I was 40, because my father yeah. was diagnosed with colon cancer at 57. Yeah. So I was high risk. So I've had to have one at 40, 45, 50, 55. I've got mm. one coming up, and when I turn 60 in two years, I'm already dreading it. Oh, I, it I was. Is, have you had one? I was diagnosed with celiac, even though I just eat around the gluten. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have celiac, but I don't do anything about it. I just eat around the gluten <laughs> and everything. But I've had like four or five of these friggin' things. And oh, they're, they're horrible. brutal, and, bro. And my psychotic doctor does like a two-day clean out. Two days. Listen, they. You know what? It's oh. funny you said psychotic because they enjoy this. <laughs> I found out that they're so the prep that I have taken is a gallon jug yep. that tastes roughly like castor oil. It's very thick and heavy. If you were to pour it, it would go. It's like paint, and you have to drink I the can't whole gallon. You never had a colonoscopy. I, I probably should. You're fifty-one. You should, right, Bullet. Do. Oh, yeah. Bull, you, do, you're bull, overdue. Do probably you're should. overdue. No, Bull, you really I should. Think should. Think all men but, at 50 should yeah. do it. But and Bull, I, I thought it was it's 45. the number one cancer in men. Is it possible I've done it and I've blocked it out? No. 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 And you will oh, always you never block Listen, this out. And the, by the yeah. way, the colonoscopy, and I encourage all men to do this, it is a major life I, You're right. I think I should have Because it's a slow-growing cancer, but it is yeah. deadly if it's not caught early. Please do one, Bull. The best part... 30 seconds. Well, the, the, uh, you don't even, you fall asleep and you wake up yeah. and there, you and don't know anything that happened. the best part is in the recovery room, everybody's farting because they've all been pumped Yeah, I love farting. <laughs> Everybody is farting in the recovery room. <laughs> they put it's you to the sleep. cleanest fart area. By the way, my though. son apparently farted during the show on Friday. There was a big uh, story about that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Look, look at him. Aaron's and, whistling in the window. And he and Mike's dad like kind of gave each other a look like, yeah, I, I got you. Like father, like son. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.